0: What's up world, I'm Cameron McKinney and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the movie The Creator. Here's a quick synopsis. Joshua, a former special ops agent, is recruited to help take down artificial intelligence once and for all by hunting down a secret weapon. The film stars John David Washington, Allison Janney, Gemma Chan, Ken Watanabe, Sturgill Simpson, and Madeline Unavoilas. Standout performances, John David Washington has proven himself to be the ideal candidate to lead a large tentpole movie. First, with Christopher Nolan's grand scale spy epic Tenet, where he's literally playing a character named the protagonist, and his performance in The Creator reminds me of that performance a lot. In both films, he brings a sense of humor to these movies with big ideas, which is something that Harrison Ford used to do in these grand scope movies like Star Wars and Blade Runner. It allows the audience to buy into the world of the movie because the main character feels like a real person. It's a movie star quality that Washington clearly possesses. I know some people have mixed feelings about Washington's last two films, Malcolm and Marie in Amsterdam. I like them both. This guy is clearly a star and movies like The Creator need him to sell the plot of the movie. Washington's next film is The Piano Lesson, co-starring Samuel L. Jackson, Corey Hawkins, Daniel Deadweiler, and Stefan James. I, like most people, desperately want to see John David work with his famous father Denzel Washington in the same movie. I want to see it. I want them to be in a movie either directed by Spike Lee because of Denzel's history with Spike Lee and John David Washington giving his best performance in my opinion in the movie Black Klansman or a movie directed by Christopher Nolan because of John David Washington's role in Tenet and I've heard Denzel say he wants to work with Christopher Nolan. I mean how great would a Christopher Nolan movie be with John David Washington and Denzel Washington? Allison Janney is without a doubt one of the best supporting actresses of all time. She won an Oscar for Best Supporting Actress for I, Tanya. She's been brilliant in films like 10 Things I Hate About You, The Way Way Back, Bad Education. The creator gives her a chance to do something she's never done before. Play a villainous role. I've heard some say this performance is over the top. I don't agree with that. Her character is given a valid reason for being the way she is. These kind of movies need a good antagonist, and she's exactly that in the creator. Janie will next star in the film Everything's Going to Be Great with Brian Cranston, and the TV series Palm Royale with Kristen Wig and Laura Dern. It's really interesting that she's going to be doing a movie with Brian Cranston, because those two have been so successful in every medium they've been been great on TV, they've been great in films, they've both been on all-time great TV shows, Cranston with Breaking Bad and Janny with The West Wing. They're two of the most accomplished actors of their generation, and it's going to be really fascinating to see them on screen together. I've been a big fan of Gemma Chan since seeing her in Crazy Rich Asians. My favorite of her performances is in Steven Soderbergh's Let Them All Talk, and I think she's been misused in big big movies in the past by Marvel twice with Captain Marvel and then Eternals and in Don't Worry Darling in The Creator she's giving a pivotal role and makes a big impact with not a ton of screen time these are the kind of movies I want to see her do in the future I also desperately want to see her in a crazy rich Asian sequel which doesn't seem like it's coming around the corner anytime soon I don't get it that movie was a massive hit Give me a sequel immediately. Chan will next star in the movie The Actor with Andre Holland. The last performance in The Creator I want to talk about comes from Madeline youno It's hard to be a kid in a movie. It's even harder to play the key role in the movie. It's a thankless part, and if it goes sour, so does the movie itself, and in my opinion, that was not the case with Voylis. She was very good and had real chemistry with her co-star star, John David Washington. The director of the creator, Gareth Edwards, has directed massive movies before. 2014's Godzilla, starring Aaron Taylor-Johnson, Brian Cranston, and Elizabeth Olsen. And 2016's Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, starring Felicity Jones and Diego Luna. The difference with the creator is that those films are established IP, and the creator is an original film. Like Rogue One, it's an impressive vision visual film, which is what I think is Edwards' biggest strength as a filmmaker. He's a great visual director. Too many blockbusters nowadays look really bad. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, not a good-looking movie. The Flash, not a good-looking movie. Those movies have massive, massive budgets. The budget of the creator is only $80 million, yet it is one of the best-looking films of 2023. And yes, part of that is one of the co-cinematographers of the movie, Greg Frazier, is the man who shot the Batman in Dune. But Gareth Edwards has not made a bad-looking film as a director. I recently watched Godzilla. It's an okay movie. The plot is fine. But the best part about it is the visual aspect of the movie. The creator looks better than 95% of other studio movies. And yeah, blockbuster filmmaking can't be all about the look of The movie, then you end up in Zack Snyder territory. Edwards, to me with the creator, found a good enough balance between the plot, which isn't perfect but it's effective, and the emotional elements worked on me. The special part of the movie is the visuals. Because that at the end of the day is what gets you to buy into a movie that you believe that it's a reality. When you're watching a bad looking movie, that's all you focus on is how bad this looks and how unreal it looks and how awful the CGI is. That is not the case with the creator. It is different than 95% of other big studio movies. And it was shot on less than half of the budget of those bigger movies. It's a super impressive feat, in my opinion. I do want to talk more about Edwards's experience on Rogue One, because it's been well-documented what Edwards went through as director of Rogue One. A lot of the credit of that movie, rightfully or wrongfully, has gone to screenwriter Tony Gilroy. Here's what Edwards told Kim Masters on her show... The business about his Star Wars experience. Quote, someone who gets that opportunity to make a Star Wars film and then starts complaining about it, I don't think many people have that much empathy for that kind of person. So I don't want to be them. It was a dream come true. I'm proud of the movie we all made. What goes into Fight Club stays in Fight Club kind of thing. It's like that. I just want to sound grateful for what happened and not talk negatively about it. That's a- great attitude to have about this situation. I mean, it's been well known that Star Wars and Lucasfilm has not treated their directors great lately. They fired Lord and Miller from Solo, a Star Wars movie. They've said that Ryan Johnson is going to make his own Star Wars trilogy. That hasn't happened. There's rumors that Taika Waititi won't be making his Star Wars movie. They fired Colin Trevorrow from making The Last Skywalker. I don't really want to go into a whole Star Wars bit here but I feel like the special thing about Star Wars is there was one man at the helm of it from the very beginning it was George Lucas and through the prequels he knew where the story was going even if you didn't like the prequels there was a vision there we all knew where it was headed I think the issue with these later Star Wars films with Rogue One is that there was no sense of direction there was no this is what this is going to lead to we have a plan here. They just were hiring big name directors and then those directors were giving them something and they weren't happy with it. And Edwards was certainly a victim of that. Tony Gilroy is a great screenwriter. Michael Clayton, the Bourne movies, he's a fantastic screenwriter. But I think that Rogue One is special in part because of how good of a looking movie it is and I have to give Edwards a lot of credit for that because his visuals have been consistent in each Each and every one of his films. Getting back to the creator. The movie is being criticized for having the trope of a male hero protecting a young child. And I'll admit it. We've seen a lot of this lately with The Mandalorian. The Last of Us. And even on Obi-Wan Kenobi. There was that episode where Obi-Wan was going to save Princess Leia as a young child. What I don't understand about this is why are we calling this out now? Like why is the creator the movie? We're all like, this has to stop now. It's effective in the movie just as much as it is in those other projects. Now, I like The Mandalorian more. I like The Last of Us more. But don't tell me the problem with the creator is this trope. If it didn't bother you in those other projects, why is it now bothering you with the creator? We are all smart enough to understand that there is a kid in this movie to get you, the audience, to feel empathy the towards the situation to give the movie humanity that if it didn't have, the movie would be quite dark. I just feel like now is a weird time to be all cynical about this trope. You didn't have a problem with it when it's Pedro Pascal being the main hero with a young child, but now that it's John David Washington and the creator, you're like, this has to stop. We have to stop being lazy with this kind of storytelling. I just don't understand why this is the project you're all upset about also there have been way worse examples of bad movies using this trope I remember X-Men The Last Stand the cure in that movie is a child I had a massive problem with that and this movie came out all the way back in 2006 I didn't hear anyone complaining about that trope then and yes this trope has been very successful lately The Mandalorian Obi-Wan The Last of Us you add a kid to the mix most people are going to be more emotionally interested in the story than if there was no kid in it. That's a fact not an opinion. An opinion that I do have is that sci-fi is just a really hard genre to tackle because of the great history of the genre. Every original science fiction movie is being rated against Star Wars. It's being rated against Blade Runner, Alien. That's what you're going up against. Every great sci-fi is being rated against the other great sci-fis. And that's not the same with horror. Like, I don't understand why we're so critical of sci-fi and not horror movies like they can make original horror movies it can feel like a movie you've seen before but nobody's going to call out that movie and say that it's trying to be a version of that I've heard many many critics say that the creator is trying to be a cheaper version of Blade Runner what is the problem with that Blade Runner is one of the all time greatest movies ever and if the creator is even a fraction as good as that what is the problem? It's trying to be something original. It's trying to feel reminiscent of those movies. I see that in the creator, but I also see that it's trying to be something wholly original, and I believe it deserves more credit than what it's getting. We're not like that with horror movies. With cheap horror movies, a lot of people go and see them, and then they say they're great films. They're not compared against all the other great horror films. I have another example of this, by the way. Every single sci-fi movie that has a lead female character, like, remember that movie Underwater with Kristen Stewart? They were all saying, oh, she's just doing her Ripley impression. That's why not a lot of people try to make original science fiction movies because every single original science fiction film is compared to the great science fiction movies. It's like Interstellar. I love Interstellar. I think it's one of Christopher Nolan's best movies. But the people who are lazy about that movie try to compare it to 2001 A Space Odyssey. Why can't both movies be great? Why do I have to compare Interstellar, a movie I don't think is as good as 2001 to 2001. Why can't I just like Interstellar? That's my problem with science fiction is everything is compared to these great science fiction films when something is trying to be original and I do believe that the creator is trying to be different enough where it should deserve credit for that. And yeah, the movie is getting comparisons to Apocalypse Now and Blade Runner that it's trying to be lesser versions than those all-time great movies. What is the problem with that? Apocalypse Now is thought of as one of the 15 greatest movies of all time and the same with Blade Runner. The creator is absolutely not that but it is to me one of the most original films of 2023. It's made by a studio. I give the movie credit for going for something. I feel like too many studio movies are are playing it way too safe. When I walked away from this movie, the person I was most impressed by was Gareth Edwards. And this is another feeling I have about science fiction. It is the best genre for directors, the best filmmakers make all time great science fiction movies. You have Stanley Kubrick with 2001 A Space Odyssey. You have Steven Spielberg with Close Encounters, ET Minority Report, AI Artificial Intelligence. I mean, those are some of the all time great science fiction movies. Recently, you have Ryan Johnson with Looper, Denis Villeneuve with Arrival and Dune, Christopher Nolan with Inception and Interstellar. And I'm not saying Gareth Edwards is in that realm of filmmakers but he is special enough to pay attention to like Godzilla there's something there Rogue One there is something there that is a really good to great movie And the creator is one of the most ambitious films of 2023. It has the feeling of a movie that will only grow in stature over time. I don't think this movie is going to end up being a big box office hit. It's not doing super well at the box office. But I don't think it's going to do super bad either way. Because again, it wasn't a super high budgeted movie. But my big takeaway is studios should absolutely want to hire Gareth Edwards to direct big studio movies like Marvel of all studios should go all in on Gareth Edwards to make a sci-fi Marvel movie he would be perfect at that because when was the last Marvel movie you watched and you were like this movie looks really good Gareth Edwards could get the job done in that department and Marvel is desperate for not a great movie but a movie that looks good because it has been forever since I watched a Marvel movie and went oh man this looks really good visually the same goes for DC, I mean, they could use a director like Garrett Edwards. He is a guy who makes really good movies, on a grand scale, and those guys are few and far between in the year 2023. He may not be an all-time great filmmaker, but I do believe there's something special there, and I do think he is growing in his craft, and the creator is a perfect example of that. For me, it's been a great few weeks for the science fiction genre of films, because with the creator, we also had No One Will Save You from director Brian Duffield, starring Caitlin Deaver. This is an amazing Amazing film. This is like a silent science fiction movie. kaylin Deaver gives one of the best performances of 2023 in this movie. This movie is a great companion to the creator. I loved both of these movies. I am super big into the science fiction genre. It's my favorite genre because like I said, it is a great platform for all time great directors and it's a great platform for actors like John David Washington in The Creator, or Kalen Deaver in No One Will Save You, or Harrison Ford in Star Wars or Blade Runner. Great actors do some of their best work in science fiction movies. Sigourney Weaver and Alien is one of the all-time great performances happened in a sci-fi movie. I desperately want movies like The Creator to do well in movie theaters because I want more science fiction movies. I want more of really talented directors like Gareth Edwards making sci-fi movies because I want the next Ridley Scott. I want those kind of movies to continue to be made. Overall, The Creator is not a perfect movie. It's a really good movie with an imperfect plot. I really liked the ending of this movie. I thought it was a poignant note to end on. I know some critics have had some real issues with the ending of the movie. It's sentimental. It's what I wanted the ending for this movie to be. It felt kind of like Rogue One, a Star Wars story. It felt like a Gareth Edwards movie, which is, of course, what the creator is, for good or for bad. What should be celebrated about this movie is the world building. Like, yes, this is a really strange science fiction movie, but it feels like real places at times. Like, it feels like a real world, and Gareth Edwards deserves a ton of the credit for that. This movie feels like it takes place in a believable place, which is something you cannot say about most studio movies in 2023. I believe that the creative is a rare, unique movie that is better than most people are giving it credit for. It's a nod to the classics while also being its own thing. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I highly, highly recommend you check out the movie The Creator. Next week on the podcast, I'm talking about the movie Fair Play starring all and Aaron and Phoebe Denivar. So tune into that and please rate, review, and subscribe.